listening to the Park Rush podcast. This is a Thing Park podcast which, for one week only, has basically no discussion of Thing Parks whatsoever. I'm Tom, and the reason there's basically no Thing Park chat is because I'm in Seville. So I have to say, today was a relatively lazy day, and the highlight, I guess, was something that would have made a lot more sense to do on the first day. We'll get to that. As I said, it was a pretty lazy day, a very lazy morning. I didn't leave the flat until about half 11, had a pretty lazy breakfast, caught up on some life admin, waited for the sun to come out. One thing I found this week in Seville, if you ever find yourself interested in coming to this part of the world at this time of year, is that it is pretty cool in the mornings. Like the sun hasn't fully come up yet. And when there's a bit of breeze as well, it feels all the chillier. And because there's lots of pretty high apartment buildings, there's such narrow streets that there is a lot of shade. And there are parts of the city which just aren't going to see much sun over the course of the day. So that makes it again, as I say, feel all the cooler. So I was kind of not in a rush to get out and about this morning. Uh, I eventually did head out at around midday. And, you know, I've walked a lot of the same roads and pavements over the course of the few days that I've been here. I've already kind of got some favorite routes just to walk around and soak it up. And, uh, you know, certain areas where I just really like the atmosphere around the Cathedral of Seville is probably just the nicest place to kind of just hang out, like sit down, soak up the sun. There is plenty of sun around there and, and just watch the world go by really it's just nice but in terms of kind of the main attraction today it involved me heading back towards the gold tower uh, which if you listen to uh, was it Tuesday's I think Tuesday's episode when I went there and actually had a look around in the tower today it was just a meeting point to go and do a cruise of the river uh, which was something as I say I probably should have done earlier in the week because it was quite a good way of hearing about and identifying the kind of major landmarks of Seville and the kind of places that you might actually want to go and visit up close and on foot over the course of your stay. So I would definitely recommend that if you find yourself coming to Seville, do the boat tour earlier, you know, do it as soon as you can. I would say either that or the open top bus thing, you know, the city sightseeing bus that you see in like every major city in the world, the red bus, maybe do that and a boat tour. Like obviously they, they give you pretty different perspectives of the city. But anyway, um, this boat cruise that I did, I did book it in advance online. It cost me about 13, 14 pounds through the, uh, get your guide app, uh, which I have found pretty useful on the last couple of solo trips that I've done. And, uh, it takes you up I tried to pronounce this yesterday and I probably butchered it and I'll do so again. But the Guadalquivir, I might have pronounced that differently yesterday. In fact, I'm pretty sure I did. But the Guadalquivir River, uh, which I think they said translates to just the big river or the great river or, or something like that. And you don't go anywhere close to the whole length of it on this boat. Like you, you head south initially, not very far in the end. And then you and you can see kind of off in the distance, it starts to get a bit more industrial. You can imagine that probably not the most scenic route, probably also not a route that a, a tourist boat is allowed to take either. So it turns around pretty quickly and then ends up heading up north and goes a lot further up that way. And I think the most interesting part of the boat tour for me was being able to see some of the pavilions that were set up for the Seville Expo 92. I'm pretty ignorant about this 
Universal Expo series, which happens, I think it's every, it seems to kind of vary because there was a six year gap um, from the uh, Seville Expo to, to the next one in Lisbon. But, but then the, the gaps have started to get a little bit smaller since then so essentially this is where you know different countries are invited to partake in the expo and provide a sort of pavilion um which sticks to the the overall theme of the expo at large so the seville expo in 92 um, was themed to discovery and exploration and it was to mark the yeah, 500th anniversary it was of christopher columbus reaching america so, I mean, quite why they felt the need to kind of theme it to discovery and not just set up a load of Home Alone pavilions, I don't know, is an interesting choice. And yeah, it was good to get a good view of it. And to be honest, you know, I must have walked pretty much straight past the expo site the other day when I went looking for Isla Magica. And I just didn't realize what I was looking at. Hence why on this boat today, I was thinking, oh, damn, I really should have just done this on Monday or Tuesday. And then when I actually ended up walking up that way, I might have actually been able to to, to appreciate it more. Um, but funnily enough, Isla Magica is actually on some of what was the expo site. Uh, you know, there are remnants of the expo, but a chunk of that land now is the theme park and also the water park. So uh yeah i uh, that was definitely the in, the most interesting part for me of the of of the boat i think the rest of the things that were pointed out i had seen up close by today so uh you know it was nice to get a different perspective took some nice photos but it was the expo stuff that was that was all new to me really so very much pleased to have done that and uh once i got off the boat which did get quite chilly there was a chilly breeze on there despite the sun being out i mostly just sort of wandered about for the rest of the day ended up going back to the maria luisa park which is definitely my favorite part of seville and ended up back in the uh, in the plaza where star wars episode two attack of the clones uh, was filmed I, I was very happy to just hunker down there for a few hours and watch the world go by to a bit of reading and and it was lovely. And uh, once again, though, a lot of walking overall. And I was pretty shattered by the end of the day. And I must admit, I, I resorted to a rather lazy Burger King dinner. Although I must say, seemed to me anyway, more vegetarian options at Seville Burger King than, than UK Burger King. And then also some pretty like fancy, I'm sure they don't look quite this good in real life, but they had some pretty fancy looking, I think they were like Mediterranean specials uh, is how they were branding them. But there was like a burger with a fried egg in it. I've never seen that in Burger King or McDonald's or, or a fast food joint of this repute. So that was interesting, although the service was absolutely terrible. I was stood there for 20 minutes waiting for my food and then they back to the flat and realised they'd forgotten to give me my drink. So not the most successful visit, but the food was all right. So there we go. Uh, and that was me. That was that was day four in Seville. Uh, it was um, yeah, overall pretty relaxing, to be honest, and uh, made the most of the, of the sunshine in the afternoon. So that was grand. And I've got one more day, which is a travel day. But as I say, it's a late flight. So um, I've got plenty of time to do stuff. Uh, I'm just limited by the fact that I'll be carrying around my my big bag. So I, I won't be going too far afield. 
but that's going to do it for day four of the Seville Diaries. Uh, I know these haven't been the most insightful or planned. I'm literally just spitballing as I go, but I hope they've given you some idea of what the city's like and how might be, you know, decent ways to approach it if you find yourself here. And uh, yeah, that's me for day four. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>